G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Baz and Izzy breakfast on SCNZ Wednesday, the 1st of December, and we had a great show. We had Andrew Pragnall on talking all whites. He's the CEO of New Zealand Football, chatted all things the global game. Fantastic to hear the game is in such good health at the top level and the growth of the game is emerging and the development of the women's professional side as well. So fantastic. The Football Ferns also got it done overnight, so we chatted about that. So it was great to catch up with Andrew. We had Tony Kemp, a big friend of our show. Well, he loves talking a bit of league, but he loves talking horse racing even more. And just ask me, his horse is in the Group 1 Captain Cook on Saturday. And he's promised that if he gets up and gets the lollies, he'll come and visit us again on Monday. So it was great to have Tony Kemp on the show. Craig Cumming, talking all things cricket, the Black Caps, and his role as the Otago Sparks head coach down there in Dunedin. He's doing wonderful things. It was lovely to speak to Craig Cumming again. And then Matt Fenn, who is walking, who's running non-stop until he gets a million comments on his social media accounts, and that is all in the in the name of mental health in New Zealand. What a wonderful story that is. Outside of that, well, we had some laughs. We always do on this show. We almost lost Joe along the way. His political stance got him in all sorts of strife. And the rest of us were all wearing blue. It was a great morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. CNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Wednesday, the 1st of December. How good. We've made it. We've made it to the festive season. December is here. Christmas is fast approaching. How good. We've got a good Wednesday for you today. We're going to start off with Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies again today, team. 12.60 a.m. is our Auto Tahi Christchurch frequency. And we're giving you the chance to win 1260 bucks heading into the Christmas season. I want to get one of you paid so you can buy some special person a nice wee present heading into Christmas. So there you go. First question and answer. What part of Evander Holyfield's body did Mike Tyson bite? The answer, the ear. What part of Evander Holyfield's body did Mike Tyson bite? The answer is his ear. So there you go. That is the first question and answer for Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies just after 8 o'clock. Make sure you stay tuned. And since it comes, as soon as it's 8 o'clock, hit the phone lines. 0800 150 811. We're going to go take caller number 12 this time. So you've got to give it a good ring, be in the chance, and it could be you. There you go. And what else have you got on the show? Today we've got the All Whites. They've been tracking pretty well as of late with three wins on the bounce. Yesterday it was confirmed they play a qualifying tournament in Qatar. Andrew Pregnell is New Zealand's football CEO and he'll join us to chat about the challenges the All-Whites face in March, getting them to qualify for FIFA 2022. So Andrew Pregnell is the CEO and he's going to join us to talk about the challenges that they face and the success of the All-Whites as of late. And uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to chatting to Andrew Pregnell. 
And they're time to talk some NRL and some noise flying around over the ditch. Players signing here and there. Players saying they want to win a title and another jersey. We thought would add to it and get Tony Kemp on the line to stir the pot. So we've got Tony Kemp joining us at about 7.40 this morning. He's going to talk to us about the NRL, the Warriors' hopes, you know, how they're tracking, and then talk about the signing. Brandon Smith and his podcast has created a bit of a storm over the ditch, and we're going to talk to Tony Kemp about that. And then 8 o'clock, we're going to talk some cricket with Razine. Domestic and international lots going on around the globe and in New Zealand. Kiwi players, women's and men's doing extremely well on the big stage. So we're going to talk some cricket just after 8 o'clock with Razine. Looking forward to talking some cricket. And then towards later in the show, we're going to talk about mental health awareness. It's a big part of our show, or any awareness, to be honest. Nick Gill riding his what bike for 24 hours, raising money for bowel cancer and early detection. Matt Wallbank running 654 kilometres in a month for suicide awareness. So there were 654 suicides last year in New Zealand, which is a terrible stat. Um, and... Well, Matt Wilbank ran 654 kilometres, raising some money for suicide awareness. And well, today we want to speak to Matt Finn. So Matt Finn, who is running non-stop until he gets one million comments on a social post, raising awareness for mental health. So we're going to have Matt Finn on today, who is running non-stop until he gets one million comments on a social post. And well, put that in perspective, I don't even know. Kylie Jenner's got one million comments on her post. So, hey, uh, we're going to get right behind Matt Finn and, and support him as much as we can and hopefully get him those uh, those comments. Uh, but great work from him, raising money for mental health. So we've got a good show. And like I say, every day I want to hear from you at home, 0800-150-811 on the Kennard's Hire phone line or give us a text, double eight double three, and we'll have those conversations with you. Anything you want to talk about, cricket, Rugby, mental health awareness. If you want to have a chat about mental health, give us a call any time. We're here to chat, we're here to here to talk to you, we're here to listen. Uh, anyway, that's enough for me. Hi to the team in Auckland. Joe, Kids, Trudy, Bluey, Louie, and my good mate, Baz McCullum in Matamata. Good morning, Baz. Good morning, brother. A couple of little challenges this morning, but nothing we can't overcome, my friend such as the tenacity with which we approach each day here on SENZ and the Baz and Izzy for Breakfast show. But uh, it's great to talk to you, mate. Beautiful little intro as well, eh? Jeepers, you're just flying, aren't you? Absolutely flying at the helm of the ship. Love and life. you got your blue polo on to symbolise what's been a wonderful 24 hours if you're in the blue corner, eh? So is a couple of the others up there in the, uh, in the studio. I don't think Joe's in the blue corner. I think Joe's in the different, he's in the red corner. <laughs> Pinstripe red on. <laughs> but now it's good to talk to you, mate. Well, actually, Joe could be a politician in time. He's got that kind of, that, oh, I think so, he's got that kind of intelligence and, and sort of you know, humour about him, which would go quite well in, down there in, in Wellington. Actually, you'd you'd fit in nicely in Wellington too, I reckon. Joe, what do you think? 
Yeah, I actually could see myself being a politician when I'm like 40 and a bit more like mature and stuff. Like my mum's always said I'd be a good politician. You know, she says I'm likable, I'm good looking. Oh, sorry, she says that. She says that. She says I'm good looking. <laughs> Louise, I should stop saying I'm good looking on the radio. But um, yeah. No, would, you, I, would you keep your mustache if you're a politician? Uh yeah, I think I would. I think I'm always gonna look a bit like a boy, so I think I need like facial hair to make you look a bit manly. Manly, <laughs> manly. <laughs> oh, manly. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you said manly. No, yeah. but, oh, I, good. but 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 I am I am probably left leaning, which doesn't sit well here. But yeah, yeah, I'm probably you know I live close to Jacinda. Um, she's yeah. got a house near me. I'm a big fan. So yeah. Well, that's great. All right. Well, enjoy your last day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. We love a bit of balance here on Fazzy for breakfast, don't we? We can't all just be, you know, we can't all be like lemons and just go over the cliff altogether. We need a bit of balance and a, make sure that we're uh, we're kept nice and honest. But big news, you say? What? That wasn't it. Is not that we need to be talking politics, but Christopher Luxon nah, and Nicola Willis in charge. It was exciting news, mate, and. Um... Even just hearing Chris Luxon talk, post it, he's just very smart. Uh, he's got a bit of a personality, a bit of swagger around him, and I think that's what our leader, the leader needs, the national party, you know, just someone with a bit of personality, someone that's got a bit of direction and um, can, can just head, head in the right direction. So, no, it's exciting news, mate. It's, it, it is. I'm really looking forward to seeing it, what they do and just, you know, Simon Bridges has backed them and, he pulled out of the race early yesterday morning, yesterday morning and just gave him a chance to really get out and, and flourish. And so, yeah, it was, it was a good day. It was a good day. Now there's a bit of stability in the, in the party. You can actually just get, mm. go forward, move forward and, and get some traction going instead of just rattling around like a like a one-legged, one-wheeled bloody bus or something like that, you know? It's, uh, it's been a bit yeah. of a tight show as of late. Um, but no, bit of balance, though. Put a balance, mate. Put a balance back here. Yeah. yeah. And now we're going to have a fair fight. That's good for all of us here in New Zealand, right? Fair fight between yeah. a couple of big parties. Anyway, we don't need to be talking about that. But, um, mate, heaps going on in the sporting world overnight as well, eh? Tiger Woods coming out. That was pretty cool to see him back in, in the media. What did you make of that? Yeah. Well, mate, I love Tiger. I love Tiger. I feel like someone asked me, especially if you had to have dinner with two or three athletes or people around the world. Tiger was one of them. Kobe was another one. And uh can't remember the other one. But Tiger, mate, absolute champion. Um, just like you talk about mental toughness, that is the ultimate. Someone like him who's you know, been at the highs of highs, but also been at the lows of lows as well. And if there's anyone that's going to get through this horrific accident, accident it's going to be Tiger. And just getting an understanding from his interview, he's not there. He's never going to be the same. Uh, he's going to have injury injuries in his right leg that are going to affect him for the rest of his life. So I think that's the last of of Tiger we're going to see winning majors or, or being a, a force on, on the big stage. But I think this ain't the end of him. I think that Champions Tour comes up in a couple of years. He can ride around yeah. on his car. And just getting an understanding from his interview, he's going to pick and choose. I guess when you're in the, when you've won 80-odd PGA Tours and 15 uh, majors, you can pick and choose anyone to play. So... We're not, we haven't seen the last Tiger, but we're just not going to see him at the heights that he was. Um, so for me, yeah, it's a, it's a sad time, but, you know, we've really got to um, embrace and cherish the moments that we had with Tiger. And I think, uh, yeah, 
I think it's uh, it's an outstanding um, decree he's had. And, and that's the question that, that I want to pose to people out there as well, double eight, double three. Where does Tiger sit as all-time golfers, in your opinion? Is he the goat? Is he the greatest? He obviously didn't get to the um, Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholas's record of, of 17 majors or 18 majors, whatever it is, he was a couple off. But still, with the way he has... Um, you know, dominated a sport that is technically, mentally, tactically so hard for such a long period of time. Where does he sit? Where does he sit on the golfing world in your eyes? So give us a text, double eight, double three. Where does Tiger Woods sit? And what is your greatest memories? What are your greatest memories of the great man, Tiger Woods? Like, he's an absolute champion. There's so many that I can think of, Baz. You know, when standing there in his red polo and he's, he's just yeah. grinded out a gutsy win, you know, and He's just dominating. So there's many, many, many. What about um? What about yesterday when in that press conference is when he talked about the champions dinner, and he was like, "That's what you know." Uh, if anything, I just missed the champions dinner. To me, that sounds like a hell of a night, eh? Must be a great, <laughs> <laughs> must be a good event. If he's not even talking about like, yeah, we'll get back to golf. Yeah, it'd be nice to win. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to get all that. But gee, I'd like to get back to the champions dinner. He said, Yeah, you know, just all the people in the room and just the presence of everyone there. And I was like, oh, All right. All right. Yeah. Just to be a fly on the wall in the old champions dinner would be would be quite a nice one. But no, it's pretty cool to see him back, eh? Well not back, but see him out in public after what what unfolded. So yeah, imagine if he came back. Imagine if he was able to win another tournament. Well, I would have put it past him, mate, because when he won the Masters, no way in hell I'd pick that. No way. I was like, no, nah, mm. no, nah, he won't do that. He won't do it. And then he goes and wins the Masters. And, and you're, mate, that's right. He could come back and actually dominate. You know, that's how good he is. And, um, oh, yeah, he's just he's a fascinating, fascinating. I just, yeah. Loved what he was about, mate. Just a real dominant figure and just grinded. So if there's anyone I'd love to meet, no, actually in the 2019 World Cup in Japan, a lot of the um, ex-rugby players actually went and played golf with him. And, and when he was playing the Rose oh, tournament over there, Brian, yeah, Brian Habana played with him and um, oh. all those all those all the lads over in, in, over in Japan, mate. And I was so envious. I was like, oh, no, I would have loved to be there. But um, wasn't it to be? Oh. It's all good. It's all good. How'd you go? Yeah. What'd you, how'd you go yesterday, mate? You had a wee hit. Were you tired or what? Oh, I actually started all right. Went par, par, left two birdie putts short again. Tapping, so. And then I was like, oh, yeah. I got the swing thing going on. You know, I'm ready to roll here. And then I hit two balls out of town on the third. Just straight out of bounds. I was like, oh, out of bounds, drop one. Bang, out of bounds, drop one. I was like, oh. God's sakes. And then end up making like an eight on the third or something. But and then it started raining. Um oh, and it was just miserable. Yeah. So we got through ten holes and then decided to put the queue in the rack and went to the pub for lunch instead, which was a far better idea. And uh <laughs> and just managed to have a little glass of wine in the afternoon with me uh ravioli at the local here. I played with Graham Richardson and Lance O'Sullivan, of course former um yeah. well, current trainers. Uh, Graham Richardson was a former jumps jockey, um, not a very good one, and then uh, Lance O'Sullivan was probably the best jockey we've ever we've ever seen. Um, maybe up until J Mac 
So it was good to catch up with them. And then a good mate of mine as well, who is our fencer. How strong a fence is, by the way. His swing, he hits, <laughs> he's got this little half swing. So a little half yeah. swing. And the ball just goes miles. It's like, yeah. They've just got, I guess, swinging a hammer all day. You're probably going to be quite strong, aren't you? But yeah, hey, those, those, those fences, they, they, they work extremely hard. You know when you're growing up and your mum and dad are like, go get a job. Go get a job, man. Go do something. You know, Colin Meads used to walk up and down hills all day. You know, Get out there and do something, son. And then one job that you never want to do, or two jobs, so the one, one of them was haying. You never want to go do haying, because haying's like all night, you're stacking hay all day. Physically tough. Good for your fitness, but don't want to do it. You know, you're a teenager. Nah, wait too hard. And fencing, mate. Fencing. Walking up yeah. and down cliffs, up and down farms, fencing all day. That's why they're tough, mate. They are tough. And your son's doing it, eh? Yeah, so my son's done a couple of days um, for for my mate Jamie. Um, yeah, it, it's good for him. Like he actually, I don't think he particularly enjoys it, but I think he enjoys the fact that the money's going to come in, and it's a good discipline as yeah. well. So he seems to be, uh, well, it's good for him to get out there and earn a bit of bread, hey, rather than just old Baz having to keep forking it out. So, yeah, it's good. Keep working hard, son. You're doing a good job. Proud of you. Um, hey, uh, after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about um, IPL stuff as well and some of the Kiwi yep. boys associated with the IPL, because last night was the retention um, deadline for uh, IPL franchises to release the four players that they're going to um, hold on to, and everyone else will go back into the mega auction. So I'll explain a little bit about that, because it's quite a fascinating process and involves a couple of the Kiwi boys, in particular our skipper, Kane Williamson. So stay with us for that. We've got plenty more to come here on Baz Nizzy for breakfast as well. It is... 18 minutes past six, we'll be very, we'll be back with you very soon. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 23 minutes past six on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call any time on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150811 or send us a text on the text line 8833. Izzy asks you, what is your favourite Tiger moments? Well, Mark, he's got one for us. Good morning, lads and Trudy. Tiger is the goat. The Reds give you a polo. He made golf cool for young kids and his longevity through adversity is to me is to be commended. And how good is Tiger Woods golf on the PlayStation with the super <laughs> boost on the driver? Well, I've played with Izzy, and he's got a little super boost on his own driver, to be fair. <laughs> Hits the long ball, does is the long, long ball. Putting's a bit of an issue, but the long ball. He possesses. <laughs> anyway, before we show, get on to that, keep sending no. those texts through. <laughs> Just keep sending those texts through on double eight, double three. Your favourite Tiger Woods moment. He's not dead, but he's just maybe retired. He might be out of action for a little while after he featured on a media conference yesterday saying his leg, well, it's not going to allow him to come back to where he was, but he might be able to come back for an event every now and then. So let's reminisce a little bit about Tiger Woods. I want to get us on quickly, just uh, as we head up to the the news break at 6.30. I want to get us quickly onto the IPL stuff. Okay, overnight, um, all the teams had the opportunity over the last uh, month or so since the IPL's finished to start to manoeuvre their way through their squads. And, and with the um, addition of two new teams coming into the IPL, it means there'll be 10 teams next season onwards. So with that, 
And of course, those two teams were sold for mega dollars, 950 million US, one of them, and the other one was 670 million US. So the tournament is going from strength to strength. I'm fortunate enough to coach the Kolkata Knight Riders over there. Of course, Chennai Super Kings is coached by a good friend, Stephen Fleming. Mike Kesson is in charge of the Bangalore Royal Challenges, and these New Zealand players have been littered throughout the franchises in that tournament. Well, overnight, they we the releases of each of the retained players. Now, you could retain up to four players, and then everyone else goes back into what will be a mega auction, probably around late January, early February. Now, each team has a salary cap of 90 crores. Uh, now, 90 crores is, oh, crikey, what's that, roughly? I think a crore's about 150,000 US, right? So may, maybe 220,000 New Zealand a crore times 90. What's that, about 19 million something that's that's what's up for uh that's that's what your salary cap is is that right is that my maths okay there or not i think it is anyway so um so we were able to retain up to four players our, our franchise we retained um sunil narayan andre russell and then we retained two indian players young up-and-coming superstar venkatesh Iyer, and mystery spinner Varun Chakravarti. If you have a look through some of the other teams, CSK, Stephen Fleming's side, retained MS Dhoni, Ravindra Jadeja, Moan Ali, and Rutraj Gaikwad. RCB retained Virat Kohli, Glenn Maxwell, Muhammad Siraj. Now, the really interesting one is Sunrisers Hyderabad. Now, there was a power struggle there went on last year where David Warner was captain, was relieved of the captaincy, and our very own King Kane Williamson took over the reins there at um, the Sunrisers, well, they've retained them, and that's that's a big deal because the retained slots in the IPL um, structure is out of the four players you started are roughly around, um, I think it's 12 crore, and then you move down in gradual brackets. Now, if you've got to expect that Kane Williamson was retained in the top bracket, which is roughly around 12 crore, which is roughly around a whole lot of cash. <laughs> so, so, so Kano is just maybe coming to a little bit of a wedge over there in, uh, in, in Sunrise's Hyderabad, but he deserves it too. It's nice to see him being able to, to earn a, a decent amount. He gets paid reasonably well here in New Zealand, but not comparatively to where he stands on the international game. So it's nice that he gets a nice little payday for a change and he'll be in charge of that Sunrise's side. Outside of that, no other New Zealand player was retained, um, but that's not an indictment on them. It's just merely that the, most of the franchises, you're going to retain your Indian players because your, your franchise models are built mm. on, on your local players. You can only play four overseas players at any one time. Um, so expect to see a lot of the New Zealand boys get picked up in the mega auction. So there's a quick update on the IPL situation over there in, uh, in India and watch this space moving forward. It was a fascinating process to be involved in. Spent most of yesterday is having to ring around the squad just to say thanks to the boys who we didn't retain and just wish them all mm. the best and thank them for, the, for their efforts for us at Kolkata. Never nice, but everyone was completely understanding and, and they get it and hopefully we'll be able to buy some of them back soon. Lockie Ferguson, Tim Southey, Tim Seifert were all in our squad and it'd be nice to be able to buy them all back. Yeah, nice, mate. You had a good squad, mate, and I've I seen you had to like, release on Morgan. That would have been... Uh, pretty tough. I know how tight and close you are with Owen, mate. So um, that would have been hell of a lot tough. And that's, that's a tough side for being a coach, eh, when you've got to make those big calls and those big decisions. So I commend you on that, mate. Also, 15 crawl. 
15 crores, $2.86 million. So I've just checked uh, Kane Williamson, 14 crores, so he'd be about $2.6 million <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Hey, mate, you fellas get paid, I tell you. Well, we. But, but as quickly, I know we're going to get to Trudy in the news. Coaches How do they, though, do they get all the money? Do they get all the money? If they, do they have to play all the games, or is that the money they're going to get? No, you've got it as pro rata, so you've got to play all the games. Um, if you miss okay. some games, then you lose you lose some. I think if you turn up, as long as you turn up fit, um, then each franchise is slightly different, but you, you are, you're able to get the whole lot. If you play all the games, you get the whole lot. If you miss half the games, then you lose. I think it's about, um, well, depending on your franchise, you lose a, a certain amount. I'm not sure quite what it is mm. in other franchises. I think with us, it's about 20%. So, yeah, it is a good payday, but... Hey, he deserves it. The Aussie boys have been on that yeah. sort of cash for for years, you know. And Kane's yeah. better, in in my opinion, than all of them. So he deserves a good mm. payday. Yeah, I'm not totally sure if that's exactly what he got, but it'll be somewhere roughly around that amount. So look forward to mm. hear on you at some stage, Kane. Good on you, old son. <laughs> right, we're coming up six thirty in the morning. That means it's time for us to head to Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Baz is here for breakfast, a bit of a false start there, a morning of false starts, but we are up and flying, it is 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock, boys, it's interesting stuff about the IPL, Baz, I've always kind of wondered and heard different little bits and bobs about how much they make and what you have to do to get your full, full kit, so it's quite interesting to hear that from a coach's perspective and how that whole process plays out. Hey, uh, Love Racing, Z. Excuse me, is your home for everything thoroughbred racing? And today, well, we have some racing, so it'll be interesting to see what mood old Chainsaw Dags in, oh, <laughs> whether, whether he's whether he's back or whether he's just it's Wednesday, so we're right in the middle of that vicious cycle. We had a rest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's no, no. Don't call it a comeback. It's... Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> we'll see. I never left. Because today uh, at Rotorua, it's a dead five track as of 6.23. See, that's good information. Real good information on Love Racing. Super up to date there. A dead five at 6.23. And in race, two boys. Do you remember when Tony Pike came on the show on Monday? And he just left us with a little parting gift. He said, uh, I've got this thing called Habana. It should be winning on Wednesday at Rotorua. It's a tight-turning track, which he doesn't love. But Habana just drops back down to a maiden here uh, over the 1,230 metres. It's a field that he looks very comfortable in. I mean, he's, he's definitely bred to be a proper colt. So we'll see. Lee Thinnis does the riding. You've got a grass jockey. Drawn a little bit sticky, but that's all right. Um, I dare say there'll probably, uh, there already have been some scratchings. Only one inside him, though. So he'll start from barrier nine, which is wide enough. There's another horse in here, a wee filly called Nova Show for Lance O'Sullivan and Andrew Scott, who was backed off the map 
in the Matamata Breeders last year, Baz. Did you get any uh, oil off Lance yesterday while you were playing golf? Did he lead us into anything? And did he mention Nova Show? Because she did fail first up this prep, but it was so bad that it didn't quite look right. So you'd expect her to be much better today, although there hasn't been any market support as far as I can tell just yet. Did he mention Nova Show at all? No. No show. No, didn't. Mm. <laughs> it probably would have if there was a, something to say there. So Habana <laughs> feels like it's a good bet in this field. Very capable to take this out. Race two, Tony Pike with Lee Thinnis up. There you go, Izzy. What do you reckon? Oh, I know. We got the call the other day about Habana, but I don't know. I know. I can't, oh, I've got to have a week off at least. You sure. haven't got your eye on at the moment, have you? <laughs> you haven't nah. got your punting eye. Nah. You're, you're a nah, bit I'm, hesitant I'm... to really jump back on the horse, eh? <laughs> Literally. Well, I've come out swinging. I'm retiring from from punting, and it just went viral because Louis tweeted it with the group chat, and then I got a lot of sticks. I've kind of got to stick it out for one week, don't I? So I'll, I'll give it a nudge. I'll give it a nudge for one week. Don't talk to me about punting. You boys go hard. Good luck. Ooh, that sounds like he's steadfast in his stance here. Okay. Oh, well, that, that means there's better odds out there for us then. Without the sheer weight of the DAG money on, the rest of us can actually get a decent odd. How good's that? I'll, I'll be going on Habana, Louis. And Me too, I'll mate. Be just, just that, I'll just be having just a little $5 each way on race three at Rotorua. Just a little $5 each way on the number seven, Atlantic City. Unraced. Let's see. Right. Trained by... Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. Let's moving right along. Let's get through a couple of these text messages here. Morning, team. Did Daisy kick Izzy out of the pool house into the dog box? That will be because of the sound of the of, uh, of our opening where we had just a couple of issues, but Izzy being the total professional, just picked the ball up and ran with it and delivered accordingly. Some are born great. Some have greatness thrust upon them. Izzy Dag is both. Can Louis set let us know when the TAB app is back up, please? I noticed that too. The TAB app is going to be back up and running at 8 o'clock. My uncle has a horse running in Dooman today. Tiger's the man. Nothing like holding the tiger pose on the tee box after crushing a drive. Then you give the club a little twirl and drop it while your mates give you the stink eye. Brett. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I've seen Izzy actually on the tee box do that. Smoke one down like a little low draw, miles down the fairway. And then he just gets that little extension through the swing. The club just finds its way to just drop beautifully down in next to the left-hand pocket. <laughs> gives it a little sort of look back over his right shoulder. Do you see that? Do you see that? <laughs> Am I and wrong? And then he chunks his wedges. Oh, you know. No. And, then, and then he has a, the cheek. Then he has the cheek to talk to me about etiquette and um you know he's like hey did you help anyone find their own balls did you <laughs> oh <laughs> i said it's not my fault i'm up the middle and you're spraying it right <laughs> oh that's so true right and this one morning boys beautiful day dawning in christchurch tiger versus mickelson kind of grudge was very interesting and when they had the, ma- the match play game was brilliant also, let's see how many times Izzy says outstanding today. Jokes. <laughs> Mark. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable, Mark. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> 
outstanding oh. start to the day. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Right, it's 6.39 in the morning, which means, you know what we've got coming up next, don't you? You we know. have got a little bit of quizzy dag. Take on the Ismaster. You could win yourself a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Get on something at Rotorua Race 2. Something at Rotorua Race 3, maybe. Let's see. Call, out, call now 0800-150811. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now. Give it a go. Good morning. First of December. What better way to kick it off with giving you a fifth. $50 bonus bet from the T-A-B. we got a good quiz. Nice. Mm. Question number four is tough. Question number four is tough. The rest are uh, gettable. So good luck, team. we got Dino on the line. He's up first. Morning, Dean. G'day. How you going? Good. Good. Dean, how are you going, brother? Yeah, yeah pretty good, mate. Pretty good. On the way to work. On your way to work. Well, have a cracking day, mate. Let's make it a good day, okay? Here we go. Question number one. Sean Johnson is returning to the Warriors this season. Which team did he depart the Warriors for on this day in 2018? Uh, Cronella. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Good start. Question number two. Which debutante? Pulled off a heroic not-out innings to save the Black Caps test against India. Uh, Russian Ravinder. Question number three. Who won the men's Ballon d'Or Football of the Year yesterday? Uh, Lionel Messi. Ooh, he's on fire. He's on fire. Question number where's four. Where's Dean from? Dean, where's Dean from, is? Just so we know how, much, how from, many Dino? clues we want to give out. Ah, uh, Warrapa. Bastard. Oh, here we go. Oh, Warrapa. Come on, Dino. Get up, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Here we go. I'm trying to think of a way to help you with this one. Which silver fern <laughs> announced her pregnancy this week? Oh. Uh, it rhymes yeah, with. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with Tane. No, no. Tane, Tane <laughs> Matson. <laughs> no, Motson. Tane Motson. <laughs> uh, James Watson. Four. <laughs> Good work, Dean. You're fine. Oh, that's the only one I know. Dean. <laughs> that's the only one you know. Oh, wow. We didn't even need to give him help. Oh, Kiz is spewing out the All back. All the way from <laughs> Mark. Give me the filthiest look. Kiz is spewing. <laughs> Here we go. Question number five, mate. No more help. Which Kiwi tennis Sorry. player made the Wimbledon final in 1983? 
five. Oh, far out. Um, four, three, two. Yes! <laughs> oh, brilliant. Chris, Chris Lewis, how'd you get that? Oh, I think he's the only good tennis player that we've, um, that we've had, I think. Oh, good on you, mate. I was like, did I give him enough time to get the fingers going? But no, I he was rapid so well. I can't tell you who he played against, though. No, that's a you you great answer. You, you got, got the, the answer, answer, mate. You won. You don't need to. You got it. Congratulations, <laughs> no, brother. Awesome. Thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah. Only a if you're not in on Dino. Welcome, mate. Take the cash back to the wire wrapper. <laughs> yeah, he's the first one to get a whitewash, mate, to go all the way. Well done. Oh, beautiful. Cheers, mate. Have a good day, brother. Okay, thank you. Cheers, mate. See you, Dino. Over to you, Baz. Is, have I ruined that quiz for you today or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. we're a team, mate. HQ we're doesn't look happy. Let's give. <laughs> HQ doesn't look happy, eh? Down the camera. Trudy's happy. As long as Trudy's happy. Kez, unlucky, mate. you got to make it harder than that. <laughs> Yeah, some of them. Lionel oh. Messi, Richard hey? Rindra, Cronella Sharks. Like the only hard one there was Jane Watson, and he nailed that. Let's be honest. <laughs> he did nail it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> he, looked, he was totally convinced from right from the get-go. Matson, Tabai <laughs> Matson. <laughs> no, it sounded like um, Tain. Uh, it rhymes with Tain, Tain Motson. Oh, <laughs> 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 Over to you, brother. <laughs> I apologise to all those other callers, the other 30 callers that were online waiting for their opportunity, but the money has to go to the wire wrapper every now and then. You've got to look after the provinces, don't you? <laughs> that, was, that was Quizzy Dag, brought to you by Ashley and Martin. Not happy with your hair loss. Make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Right, remember at 8am, or just after 8am, we're going to put the spotlight on SNZ's Christchurch Frequency. It is 12.60 a.m. We're going to give you the chance to win 1260 bucks with Baz Nizzi's radio frequencies. All you have to do is get 10 questions right for the whole cigar. Yeah, we're kind of generous. We like giving away money here. We'll help you out into a couple at some stage <laughs> along the road, unless we get some, unless we get some instructions from One above. phone a friend. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, that's a fair rule, I reckon. One phone a friend. You can phone Izzy, or you can phone Baz, or you can phone Joe, Kez, Trudy, or Louie out the back as well. We can help you with one question throughout those, throughout that quiz. That's after 8 a.m. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. 1260 bucks is a big chance. Right, 6.51 in the morning. What do we got coming up next is we got Trudy's World. Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. It's Trudy's World. Yay, it's December, the 1st of December. Welcome to it. It is also World AIDS Day, Antarctica Day, Clark Kent's birthday, Basketball Day, so shoot some hoops today, and I don't get this one, Bifocals Day. What even is that? Is that like a day for spectacles? Mm. That one's for you, Louie. Yes, cheer up, gorgeous. It's only a quizzy. Oh. He? <laughs> He's smiling, yay. <laughs> right, new national leader Christopher Luxon has apologised to us already. 
and it's because he loves hey. country music. He says it's not a cool thing to admit. He, in his little um, sort of intro thing yesterday up at the mic, he said, look, I love country music and I'm sorry. So, yeah, he shared his love of wagon wheel Tennessee whiskey music genre. So I thought we'd play some of that this morning. Louis smiling. <laughs> hey, just to clarify, it's not my quiz. You're only rorting keys out the back. Okay, I just pushed the buttons here. It's keys quiz. If keys is all good with it, roared away. It's a beautiful smile, Louis. Just do it more, okay? Beautiful smile. That's what Shannon would say. Luxon has also admitted to loving water skiing, a bit of DIY. Mentioned Bunnings a couple of times, which was a bit weird. Um, and he describes himself as a proud husband and um, dad to William and Olivia. So out of 10, guys, for the new Luxon. Can we have a 10, Baz, or out of 10? Quickly off the bat. Give him a... Uh, eight for me. Eight? Whoa, hi. Is he? Yeah, seven. I'll go seven. He's got a little bit of work to there, do. A lot of work to do, I think. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one person in the group has called him a redneck this morning. One person. Just one. Oh. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> who that is. We've had COVID. <laughs> we've had. Last we've had a, <laughs> um, COVID relief. COVID, let's move on. COVID relief funding here. You know, that's cost us about $6 billion, the country so far. People getting those weekly funds from the government uh, thanks to that horrible virus. We'll check this out for misuse of free money. A Houston man has been sentenced to nine years in jail after using their COVID relief funding in the US on a, wait for it, a Lamborghini a Rolex and trips to the strip club. So 30-year-old Lee Price from um, Houston is in a bit of trouble for um, money laundering and getting the relief funds when he shouldn't have. So that's our naughty boy of wow. the day story. And, yeah, back to that wagon wheel. Wow. <laughs> they say you should shop local, right? <laughs> yeah, there you Maybe go. Maybe just trying to reinvest in the, in the local community. Make sure everyone gets a dollar. Well, two hours left until Joe leaves the building, so it's been great getting to Joe <laughs> Thanks for that, Trudy, as well. He's just pointing out the job, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you like country music, Is? Um, Look, not a a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan, to be honest. Um, Yeah. Yeah, look, I I don't listen too much. Mate, you heard my music. You heard my music in Queenstown. I'm a bit of a shapeshifter. You know, a bit of dance, a bit of DMB, something with a good beat. So, yeah, look, I'll leave that to, to you. What about you? You must be one. I'm guessing you're one, mate. You're, yeah, look, you're full of surprises. You really surprised me down in Queenstown. Anyway, looking forward to sharing more moments with you, my brother. Anyway, craving a cafe about now. Thanks, Trudy. That was outstanding. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building new Chemist Warehouse is the real house of fragrances. Find Mont Blanc Legend 100ml for $59.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, Atamaria. Hope you're having a cracking day. It's Wednesday, the 1st of December, and it's just after 7 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Our first hour of every morning is going to be light-hearted and fun because that's what we want in the morning. We're all heading to work. We're all just waking up. We want to have a wee laugh, and that's what it's about. We've got a good text message coming. Good morning, team. Hope all is well. Your show has become an addictive, great entertainment reference, Tiger. I like the fact that he came down under with Steve Williams on holiday. Stay, stay safe. That is from Dennis. Thank you so much, Dennis. That's what the show's about, having a wee bit of laugh, Making a bit of sense every now and then, but 
keeping it entertained, mate, and that's what we're here to do. We've got another two hours ahead of us, and great two hours coming up as well. Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies again today, team. 12.60 a.m. is our Auto Tahi Christchurch frequency, and we're giving you the chance to win 1260 bucks after 8 o'clock. So make sure you stay tuned throughout the morning. The first question and answer, what part of Evander Holyfield's body did Mike Tyson bite? The answer is the ear. The answer is the ear. So we're going to take caller number 12 after 8 o'clock. And the question, what a part of Evander Holyfield's body did Mike Tyson bite? The answer is the ear. So stay tuned. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk some NRL, some hot, bit of noise flying around over the ditch. Players signing here and there. Players saying they want to win a title with another jersey. We thought would add to it and, well, stir the pot and get Tony Kemp on. And every time he comes on, he's great entertainment is Tony Kemp, so he's going to join us about 7.40, and then we're going to have, have a bit of a resine cricket hit, followed by mental health awareness. Matt Finn is running non-stop until he gets one million comments on social media posts, so well, looking forward to having a chat later on in the 8 o'clock hour to Matt Finn, but right now, right now it's time to talk, talk some football. Bouncing off their first three consecutive wins in a long time. The All-Whites bubble was popped yesterday with confirmation of what their Oceania qualifying tournament in Qatar looks like. The prospect of fielding a mostly amateur team for the first two matches is a real one for Danny Hayes' side as their first group match is scheduled for March 16th and the final set for March 30th. While the window, international window when clubs are mandated to release players runs from March the 21st to March 29th, Andrew Pregnell is the CEO of New Zealand Football and he's been good enough to join us this morning. G'day, g'day Andrew. Hey guys, how are you? Good mate, good mate. How are you going? Um, I know it's been, it's been a tough time for, for New Zealand Football through this COVID situation, but how are you, how are you going mate? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, um, I don't know if you uh, saw, but the Ford Football Ferns got up last night and beat Korea uh, 2-0, yes. but it's brilliant. Yes. Um, but I get a bit of momentum going to the Women's World Cup. Yeah, look, COVID hasn't been great for international football. We play in these international windows, and uh, they're pretty brief. And with things like MIQ, uh, board controls and the like, um, it's been pretty challenging to assemble teams. But off the back of the Olympics, which gave us momentum in mm. both the men's and women's spaces, we've started... Um, building momentum on both the, the men's and women's sides. Um, mm. You know, we're still uh, managing to run some domestic competitions. We've got a, a women's professional side uh, being launched this Friday, which is a breakthrough moment for football in this country. So, um, some big momentum yeah. building up on on both sides, and we're about to host the biggest sporting event this country will ever host in the Women's World Cup. So, um, lots to celebrate. Lots to celebrate, lots to go going on as well. And that was a great win from the football fans as well, mate. And you touched on the Wellington Phoenix women starting uh, this weekend, mate. Tell us about the – how's that kind of transition been for, for you and New Zealand football, helping the Wellington Phoenix women's team get off the, off the ground? I know there's been a lot of troubles with the sponsorship side of things. Um, is, are things looking good for the weekend? Yeah, they are. I mean, it's been. Um, I think it's been a good exercise and a, a healthy exercise that, uh, between you know us, us supporting the Phoenix. Sometimes that relationship historically over you know decades has been a bit uh, tense, both you know both New Zealand football and the Phoenix looking for resource in a limited resource environment. So it's actually been really good for the two organisations to partner, really get something off the ground that both wanted to have happen. 
Um, so that's that's brilliant. Everything we're hearing on the ground, obviously based in Aussie for the for the time being, um, but everything we're hearing on the ground is positive. Um, you know, they signed up a team uh, pretty late. The squad was assigned pretty much after every other side had signed, but that is what it is. So everyone knows it'll be a, a pretty tough first season, but it's been good seeing the media coverage. Uh, I know David Dome's working really hard to, to get a sponsor. I'm confident he'll get someone off the ground, but... Um, yeah, just just really good to see that coverage as well, and want to say thanks to the media actually for for, for doing that. Hey Andrew, it's uh, it's Baz here. Just to to flow on from that, I'm quite intrigued, I guess, and how obviously it's so important to be able to have the diversity and and grow the growth of the sport as well, and the Wellington Phoenix women's side is such an important part of that. How do you balance that with? the ability to finance that situation and, and where does your sort of obligations lie there and, and is it is it a challenge? Yeah, it is a bit of a, tr- a challenge having obviously just the one professional team in the country uh, and, and you know, it's not the sole pathway but they're a really important pathway for us. You know, we've seen guys like Sapreet Singh and what else pass through the Phoenix into brilliant environments overseas uh, and, you know, professional football and running a professional football club is, is tough as well. So, um, while we while we run all the international teams, certainly we don't see um, you know obviously funding a professional side as part of our core business, but we've constantly got to look at ways we can support the Phoenix because you know they're doing it tough. They're doing it really tough in MIQ. Uh, sorry, with um, mm-hmm. COVID in particular, you know, uh, as are the Breakers and the Warriors and everyone else who are having to base themselves in Aussie. So leaning really heavily in and making sure we support them. We think there's a lot more opportunities for partnership in, in terms of our staff. So as the Phoenix developed their women's academy down in um, uh, Wellington there, uh, you know, how can we integrate some of our staff? So we've, got, we've all got less overheads. Um, meanwhile, we want to see another uh, A-League side up in Auckland or Christchurch or wherever it might be. So, mm. um, you know, we want to see expansion. Um, but, yeah, we've got to help the Phoenix as much as we possibly can through these tough times. Well, there's one former footballer who's come into a whole lot of cash, might be interested in investing in one of those franchises up there, and Tim Brown just bent his arm a little bit to get him to throw some of that Allbirds <laughs> cash in behind it and make sure it's, it's going all right. But hey, um, mate, I had the pleasure of catching up with uh, with Danny Hay and, and a few of the All Whites boys up in um, Abu Dhabi, actually. We were staying in the same hotel, went out for dinner with them one night, and, and I was actually really fascinated um, by the story that Danny was sort of, explaining to me about the culture they're trying to build within that New Zealand, uh, within the all-white side. And and can you just explain to us a little bit about what Danny's been able to um, impart or what he's been able to build with that all-white setup? Yeah, sure. And it's obviously a, a work in progress. But, um, you know, one of the challenges with international football is this, this idea where, you know, we're all, the players are in and out of um, their clubs, their professional clubs, and they have these brief periods of time together. Um, but, you know, often the teams that will do well are the ones that can assemble really quickly. These windows are sometimes 10 days long. Um, you know, teams that have a really common sense of identity and purpose. Um, and that hasn't always been the case. And I don't think there's always been a strong connection, um, certainly back to the organisation. Danny's worked sort of tirelessly to, to build that wanting and that belonging to, to be a group. It's, it can be pretty lonely being a professional footballer. A lot of these guys are playing in. Uh, you know, some tough environments too, long way from home, uh, speak a, you know, a bit of the language or, or not at all. Um, so, you know, he's building an environment in which they want to come in and want to assemble. Um, and that's something we want to we build across all of our national teams. And it's something we want to link more tightly 
with the organisation. So uh, he's going um, deep into some Maori and getting a bit of understanding, you know, thinking deep in terms of what it means to be a Kiwi, but also building a performance culture around that too. So, um, you know, all the anecdotal stuff that we're getting back from um, both team surveys and from the guys, that they're loving it. Um, and, you know, we know that across all Kiwi sport, that's, uh, you know, been a common point of strength. So it's, it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, from the outside looking in, mate, three successful wins. You can see something's kind of clicking, and, and I've been very impressed with how the All-Whites have been tracking as of late. Hey, mate, just quickly talk about the, the tournament in Qatar, uh, the, the, the Oceania qualifying tournament. Was there any realistic chance of it actually being down under and being back in Oceania, the, the tournament being held? No, unfortunately. So it's t- t- taken a couple of blows through COVID. One, I mean, one was originally... Uh, we would have been playing, absolutely, we were going to host some of these Oceania games in New Zealand. It's been a huge goal of the organisation to bring our senior teams home and have them play at home. It's uh, you know, it's a travesty, obviously, to have the likes of equality on both men's and women's side not at home, and young Kiwis should be able to see that. Um, but the yeah. reality is of MIQ, border controls, you know, all the, all the things that everyone's been dealing with for the last couple of years, that wasn't possible. So, um, you know, yeah. we, we knew last year that that was probably going to head offshore to Qatar. What was a bit of a surprise and savage blow for us was also losing the intercontinental playoff games home and away. So that's, um, you know, that's recent news to us. Um, but, um, you know, we'll just keep rolling with the punches and um, bring them home as soon as possible. Yeah, mate, I just... Um, I'm, I'm, I envision that, that moment of playing Bahrain and Wellington and you just can't beat it when you, when you have a sold-out stadium in Wellington and you're watching the All-Whites go well and they qualify, it's, um, it's a big loss, mate. It's a big loss. But um, for, for you, how, how tough is, has COVID been for, for New Zealand football? Like, um, you've you, you seen the end, the end light? You've seen the, the end is coming closely, uh, close shortly? Are you, are you happy with where you are as, as a football union and the growth around the country within the younger ranks of with New Zealand football? Yeah, look, there's, there's, I guess it's, um, it's been challenging for everyone. I'm always mindful of the clubs yeah. and you know, football's lucky in some regards and we've got this brilliant participation base, incredible club network and all these yeah. volunteers. But, but they've been doing it tough and everyone, you know, every sport right now, but in particular club sport is trying to make sense of what the yeah. COVID protection framework means for them and, you know, how they're going to generate a bit more revenue because... Uh, you know, things have largely closed um, in terms of bars and, yeah. you know, every other form of revenue and community funding is low. So, you know, I think um, always mindful of that and, and how they're feeling. But overall, um, by the same token, a lot of, you know, having a volunteer network, provided everyone bounces back from that and wants to come back to their clubs, participation's looking good. The, the domestic leagues have been really positive and we've been getting a lot of coverage on that. Awesome. Partners are starting to turn towards football because they're seeing national teams play. And I'm mindful, you know, alongside only a couple of other sports, we're one of the few um, sports lucky enough to be playing international sport right now, um, largely because, uh, you know, we weren't able to get MIQ spots, but we've got full squads of professionals and both the men's and women's sides overseas. So, um, yeah. yeah, look, we're, we're, we've been doing it tough, but um, we've also had a lot of positive wins throughout. So... Um, yeah, and, and we're, we're well positioned. We want to go to these next two World Cups, and our sport's still growing, you know, and, and that's not the case for all sports. So, yeah, we're pretty lucky. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Andrew, just picking up on that um, on that point around not being able to get MIQ spots, uh, have you had some government assistance with that or has it sort of uh, been met with a bit of, <laughs> a bit of uh, silence around trying to get some assistance to get some of those guys who are, and the guys and girls who are, who are um, flying the flag on the world stage home at some stage? Yeah, it's been tough. We haven't met the, um, with our teams away, we haven't met the threshold in terms of the numbers um, of people to get them back in. We're lucky Danny and Darren Baisley have got MIQ spots. But, you know, when they left for these most recent tours in which they've you know, had great success, they didn't know if they were coming home to see their families for Christmas. Uh, we all knew that, but, you know, that's uh, a pretty big sacrifice and um, kudos to them. They, they've got uh, MIQ spots through through the, lo- the lottery system, so that's brilliant. Um, we we went through government to see if we could host um, the Oceania qualifiers that are now in Qatar here, but the numbers are just too big in terms of the number of teams we wanted to bring in. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess there are, we, we're, we know there's other World Cups going on, so, yeah, we haven't been... Um, particularly fortunate in that regard, but thank goodness the system's changing. Um, and I, you know, I think the MIQ system had to change. Um, international sport couldn't really continue how it was. So, uh, yeah, we uh, will continue to play. We're going to play the uh, men's and women's sides again throughout the year. The international calendar should be full next year, um, so it's not going to block us anymore. Beautiful. Well, that's good to hear that a couple of the boys are coming home, including Danny. I know when he was over there, they were a little apprehensive about sort of what, what the, the few months in front of them um, looked like. So that's great that they're coming back. But I totally agree with you. Thankfully, things are changing. It would be great to get everyone back and, and be able to host some of the major events back here in New Zealand as well and get things up and running again. Mate, before we let you go, Andrew, just uh, Izzy, Izzy is a uh, Man U supporter, so he's going through some tough times at the moment. Who do you support in the English Premier League, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I used to live in Islington, so I've been known to be an Arsenal supporter. Um, look, a lot of commiserations oh, with I know it's hard. It's really hard right now. <laughs> so um, you know, anything we can do from our side, we're here. And so we've got your back, Izzy, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're in the same boat, aren't you? We're, we're both poor. I <laughs> know, uh, but you, we're expecting it, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll just catch Ronaldo. Why don't oh, get brilliant. that one anyway? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll let you go anyway. Thank you, Andrew. That, and really appreciate you joining us, mate, on um, Baz and Izzy Cheers, Breakfast. Andrew. And thanks for appreciate your it, uh, transparency. And, and it sounds like the game's in good hands. Appreciate it, guys. Go well. That was and good man, Andrew Pragnell, the CEO of New Zealand Football. A good man. Good man, isn't he? Jeez, it sounds like they're in pretty good hands there. Got things under control. They are, they are in great hands. Di- they're in great hands. Nice he, he sounds like around. he's got a vision. Yeah, a real good yeah. vision, direction. You need a leader that's got great direction, great vision, and, and can see the future. But he's also both sides, you know, women's, the men's, and, and great to see mm. the women's get a, a great win over South Korea yesterday, last night 2-0. So, yeah, like he's he's awesome, mate. He was, that was fascinating little insights from from Andrew Pregnell and, and looking forward to it. And it's, it's guttering. I spoke about that time in Bahrain, mate, where, you know, um, Wellington fan, when they played in Wellington against Bahrain, that qualifier. And you see the football fans, eh? And you think, where are the rugby fans that are just so passionate in the stands, waving their flags? And, oh, it's a great sight when you see a, a Westpac Stadium sold out. Oh, Sky Stadium, I should say, sold out in Wellington. So, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's great, mate. So that was a good get. Good get, uh, Louis. Well done. Shameless what? plug from you as you sip on your McCafe coffee. I'm still waiting for mine, but you just enjoy yours down there in a hooker. But yeah, oh, this nah, is a pregnant. Yeah. I think it's great as well. We've talked a bit about on the show is, I know we're going to get to a break in a sec, but we talked a little bit on the show about um, structures of leadership within organisations and, mm. and having just a little bit to do with Danny Hay and now listening to Andrew Pagnell talk about what they've got in place and the growth of the game, the understanding of the diversity and the need to grow the game and, and to, to make sure that it's a game which is accessible to all walks of life and, you know, man, woman, whatever, everything. And I think you look at that and then you then look at what Danny, what, uh, Danny Hayes doing in terms of trying to really bring it back to what's New Zealand, the Kiwiana, the, you know, that mm. our heritage and, I and love try that. and tie everything love together. That. Yeah, it's, it's really, I think uh, I think it's in a good space, and I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if we see a real upswing in results, and and maybe even in um, player numbers in the next little while under the leadership of those two those two people. So good stuff. Enjoy the global game. No good at it, but we enjoy following it, and we uh, <laughs> we've had some had some good good years. We've had some good players, and maybe we've got some more coming up. And speaking of coming up, what have we got? We're going to talk a little bit more rugby. Shortly as well, artist Artie Savier re-signs for a big deal. We'll get Izzy's thoughts on that in just a second. And don't forget, after 8 o'clock, we have our frequencies, our Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. 12.60 a.m. gives you the chance to win 1260 bucks. Get 10 questions right, you win the whole goddamn thing. So anyway, we'll be back very soon, 7.21 in the morning. <laughs> What's up? You get paid. You want to get paid? We're going to get them paid. Phone a friend. Get one chance. You're genius. <laughs> you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 7.26 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's Hire phone line 0800 Maybe give us a response to what Andrew Pragnall was talking about there. The CEO of New Zealand Football Seems like things are in good hands with the global game here in our country, and let's hope we can get to see them up close and personal uh, when when things open up a little bit more. But they're doing some good things around the globe. We're going to get on to a little bit of uh, well, it's our national game, not the global game, but it's the national game. A little bit of footy, a bit of rugby, a bit of code, and who better to talk us through the Ardi Savia re-signing with New Zealand Rugby Union than our expert, our former All Black. Genius, busy bag. Talk us through Artie Savier's re-signing, my brother. Yeah, it's a, it's a no-brainer, um, Baz. You can understand why they've signed him. He was by far the best player in the All Blacks this season. Consistently good every single week. One of the first players' names on the team sheet. I think this uh, next year, heading to next year, I'd just love to see them give him a position, whether that is seven, whether that is eight, going towards the 2023 World Cup. Give him time in the saddle. If that's his, if his position is seven, then he's got to go out there, dominate that seven jersey, really nail it. Whether that's eight, go out there and do that. But I want to see the coaches give him some consistency and give him time to build some cohesion and connections and combinations in that jersey. But, yeah, it's a great signing, mate. He was absolutely fantastic this year. Um, just consistently breaking tackles. Um, his Ability over the ball, his ability at the breakdown and the tackle area is, is world class. He always turns the ball over. He's physically a dominant menace out there on the field. So he's signed for four years, 2025. 
He has an overseas option in 2024. He gets to go overseas for six months and get some cash. Um, but you can get a real understand. I've seen a, real, a lot of growth in Artie. I mean, when I first, when I was in the ABS and he first came onto the scene, he was a young guy. Um, you know, he's had a lot to learn. Uh, just this year, just seen a real leadership growth within him, and you saw that when he got an opportunity to to captain the All Blacks for the first time, and um, just just seen him grow as as a player, as a family man, as a person. Uh, it's yeah, it was just a an easy decision in the end, and we're going to see um, you know more of Artie heading into next year and. And, and you know, for years to come, and he's he's had a taste of it now. Um, but yeah, look, he was by far the most uh, outstanding player within the All Blacks, and he's going to get recognised uh, later this year as well. So, um, no, it was a no-brainer. It, well, it is a no-brainer, but at the same time, it's a no-brainer for New Zealand rugby. But it may not have been a no-brainer mm. for Adi Savia because no doubt he had huge money and huge opportunities being thrown at him around the globe. Same thing. Yeah, there was there was chat being thrown around about um, him going to to league too as well, mate. He was uh, there's a lot of he's, he spoke about it. He wants to play a bit of league. He wants to um, you know delve into the, to the other code and, and potentially do well there. So yeah, no doubts, no doubts. There would have been uh, opportunities to go play overseas, but that's the reason they signed him for four years. They they would have paid a lot too. They would have played a lot to to keep Adi Savia in the country. And when you get a four year deal, when you get security behind you, that's that's that just shows. Uh, how important he is to New Zealand rugby. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's a great signing, and I know it's great for the Hurricanes, but it's also great for the Pacific Islanders as well. Seeing a guy like Adi Savia, and we've spoken about the Pacific Islanders, how important they are to our game. When you see like Adi has Savia, and he's held in such high regard around the world, um, yeah, it's 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 great, and I'm I'm really really happy for him. And like I said, I've just been happy to see him grow. And the growth of him over the last couple of years. Beautiful is sounds good. Let us know your thoughts. Double eight, double three. Artie Savia resigns for four more years for the All Blacks. What a great sign that is, and a fantastic um, signing for not just him but also for New Zealand Rugby Union. We've got plenty more coming up. We've got Tony Kemp coming up soonish, but after the news, we're going to get across to Louis to give us a bit of a sports update. But for now, it is Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 0800 That's the Kennard's Hire phone line. Make sure you give us a call and get in touch. We'd love to hear from you with from you throughout the morning. And here's a story that came through yesterday or the day before. And I wanted to bring it up. NBA player Enos Cantor, boys, has changed or added freedom to his name to celebrate his US citizenship. Now, this is an interesting story that we can't get right through in the space of 60 or so seconds. But if anybody's interested about this, it's a fascinating yarn. So he's from Turkey and his family had been detained by the Turkish government. And obviously there's military operations that run all through Turkey. And and it's probably fair to say maybe not the most... Uh, easy place to live and be outspoken, an outspoken political voice from. And Enes Kanter is an NBA player. He's played a long time in the NBA. He's seriously concerned about the Turkish government, what was going on there. His family was detained. So on the day he got his US citizenship, he changed his name to Enes Kanter Freedom and a big thumb you to the... uh, 
Turkish government. I thought it was a really interesting take on it. Again, he's he's not backing down, and he never has. As I say, we can't go through it all here now, but if you're interested in that, go check it out. The BBC's got a really fascinating story up about Enos Cantor and the sort of guy he is. And just backing off what Izzy was talking about, yeah, Adi Savia has signed through to 2025 with the 2024 option to take a sabbatical. As Izzy said, he didn't take a sabbatical in his playing days, but he's on a sabbatical from punting at the moment, which is fair enough. And as <laughs> I was wondering, now, last week we got the news about the Pacific Island nations and players now just have to stand down for three years and they can come back if they're selected to play for another country if they are eligible. And I was wondering if that was going to mean that players might be less inclined to re-sign these long deals with the All Blacks, knowing that they could go and play overseas and earn some real good tin, and they will still get their chance at Test footy. And Adi Savia, because he was huge in this, and he's spoken so much about wanting to play for Samoa, he was one of those players mm. I was watching, really interested to see what would happen there. But do you think the the allure of the All Blacks jersey and wanting those long-term deals with New Zealand rugby are still exactly as they have been? Um, I think the, the lure of the All Blacks jersey will always be there. I think it's you know, players, particularly Pacific Island players or any player growing up in, in New Zealand, you know, you're surrounded by it, you see the jersey, you always want to uh, kind of get an understanding what it's about and, and what's involved. But the reality is, like, not everyone's going to be an All Black, and I think a lot of these players will put that into perspective as well. And they've got a lot of Pacific Island players in New Zealand at the moment, and there's over, only ever been 1,100 and some in All Blacks ever, over 100 and summer years you know so reality is it's not going to be a a viable option for for most of the players so from the new news from the news that's been announced last week with world eligibility rules i think potentially a lot of these pacific island players are going to see going back to their home countries as a bit more of a viable option and i saw the tongan backline and we spoke about with lima sapuanga like if you before those announcements it probably wasn't a realistic option. Like, yes, you want to go rep- represent your family, but the strength of the side, you don't want to go back and get absolutely trounced. But now that the, the rules have changed and you've potentially got a strong Tongan side, a lot of players around the world will be thinking, man, that is going to be cool. So we're going to see a lot of these Pacific Island players actually turning their backs to the nations that they live in because they could potentially go back and play for a Tongan, a Fijian side that's actually going to compete on the world stage. On the other side of it, we need world rugby, and I know Dan Liotos has spoken about it, and he is the Pacific Island voice. He has spoken about we need world rugby to financially support these teams so when these players go back, they can be financially supported when they go back to their teams. I think reality is it's not about the money when they go back, but the money does help draw players in as well. So... Um, that's a big change that World Rugby has to do. And I know, Baz, you want to ask me a quick question. They have to change the way that they financially support all the Pacific Island teams and give them the money that they deserve. At the moment, they don't have the direction in the, in the, in the unions, Baz, so the money's kind of been filtered away and, and there's question. not a lot of trust there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that mm. is my question. Is how, What is the financial model of um, these Pacific mm. Island setups at the moment? So who funds it? Does Rugby IRB... Yeah filter money down and then is there a financial um is there a ability for these players who go back and play for Tonga, Samoa, Fiji etc to actually earn good money? At the moment no at the moment no and then there is a look I can't speak because I haven't been in the unions but I think there's a bit of a lack of trust 
back there within the unions where the money's actually been going and, and there's probably not a lot of direction and leadership within the unions at the moment. I think that's the whole situation that World Rugby's been dealt with at the moment. They don't want to give them all this money and then they don't know where it's going. And there's been a lot of examples over the years with Money Samoa, um, you know, uh, striking and, and, and players striking, don't want to play if he's the CEO, blah, 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 things like that. So at the moment there is that little bit of uncertainty. So once they sort that out, and I think we're heading in the right direction and with the right people in the right seats making those decisions, then I think we'll see a change. But um, a lot of work needs to go on and, and a lot of changes need to, need to be had if we're going to get to where I think we should be. That's interesting. It's fascinating. We might delve a little deeper into that in the next next few weeks, mm -hmm. eh? Just get exactly what the financial model is and see what these guys can earn, where how much the the how much revenue the board earns and how much of that then filters down to the players and then that could become a realistic option for these guys as well. So they don't have to go over and play club footy elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well like just the weekly Selection fee, you know, a weekly bonus. I, th I don't know how much they got at the moment, but I think the All Blacks, I think they're like seven-ish around there a week, you know, they get selection fees or everyone in the environment gets that. You know, like if there's something like that that they have, that's that's enticing as a player as well. When you get to go play, represent your country, but also you get a bit of, bit of a kickback. So hopefully they'll sort something out. Interesting. Fascinating. Thank you, Iz. Very good. Thanks for sharing that, mate. It's... Good question as well, Louis. Just really got this up and about there. So yeah, I loved it. Excellent job, right? We got coming up, up after man. the break. We got Tony. <laughs> we got Tony Kemp. Speaking of up and about, is we love Kempy on the show because he just comes in <laughs> and goes bang, 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 bang. He'll hit us with rugby league. He'll hit us with racing, and he'll give us a nice little injection of energy as well. So look forward to talking to Tony Kemp on the other side of this. 7.45 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Give us a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800 Well, Iz, I didn't realise that Staffy swum butterfly. There you go. Learned that one in the new in the little ad break there. We'll have to get Staffy on at some stage and talk to us about his butterfly career. He's been outstanding to listen to in the afternoon too, has Staff. He's been brilliant. Been listening the last few afternoons and he's really got some... Got some great callers drummed up, and, and it's been fascinating to listen to. He's doing a great job, Steph. Love your work. You seem to be dominating us on the punt at the moment as well, so we'll have to make it come back. <laughs> anyway, we're going to keep moving along. We're going to talk Just some rugby me, league and some racing. I know which order that this next guest will want to talk at him, but we'll go through a, little, a couple of questions first. So the NRL season, well, it is in full swing, and that means fireworks. The latest player to be in the headlines, Brandon Smith. Publicly, he had his free agency experience in a tell-all podcast, which included him speaking about winning a title in a different jersey. Sacrilege. Didn't go down well, overly well at the <laughs> Melbourne Storm HQ. And, well, he's still got a season to play with there, so that could be interesting. Former Kiwi Tony Kemp loves his league, loves his racing. No doubt have some thoughts on how the whole free agency process plays out. Good morning, Kempy. Morning, the boys. Good to talk to you again. Oh, it's yes, good to Kimpy. talk to you too, mate. I know you want to really just get right into the racing, but talk to us about this Brandon Smith situation. Has he done anything wrong? Yeah, look, he hasn't been out of the news. I don't know whether they should be calling him the cheese. They should be calling him the pork chop. Um, with a couple of comments he made on Isaac John's <laughs> podcast. Uh, I don't know if you guys listen to it. I, I listen to it. And I, I was, you know, I'm out there myself when I'm, when I'm talking to people, but 
I just think they're trying to take the Josh Rogan a little, the, the Josh Rogan podcast a little bit too far here. You know, they haven't, they're not Mike Tyson smoking on a on a spliff and and talking to Josh Rogan. You know, it's Isaac Johns who barely played first grade, and and the pork chop who's um, oh. you know won a premiership and got the world at the bottom of his feet. But you don't be, you don't go around talking like that. Uh, so I can see where Melbourne, are, I can see where Melbourne are coming from, but you know, also reflecting on it. Um, I do have a little bit of sympathy, sympathy for Brandon. You know, he's, his manager couldn't get out of New Zealand. He's gone around and, and shopped himself about, which every player should should be able to do. Um, mm. And he's got some pretty good offers, you know. He had the Dolphins chasing him, the, the new side, he, you know, obviously talking to Trent Robertson at Sydney City, and everyone wants to play on the Eastern Beaches. You know, he wouldn't want to be hanging out in Bondi and down at the, down at the beach eating, eating with the, you know, the the politis driving Bentleys and so forth. So he's obviously got a, a few stars in his eyes, but you know, the, the probably missed the, missed the boat a bit, Melbourne, by allowing him to do that in the first place. You know, he's, I thought, I thought after losing Dale Finnegan and um, and even with the Dolphins signing um, Tafusi, they really haven't got a, another 80-minute worker in that forward pack. Um, and to lose three of them now, by the looks of it, with Brandon Smith going, I think Melbourne are, uh, might be up Ship Creek a little bit with with those three players um, being replaced. So, um, mm. mate, mate, I I just think the players they make decisions um, to make as much money out of the game as possible in such a short career. And if Brandon thinks his, his next move is Sydney City and he's happy with the the dollars that he's getting, then you know, good on him, mate. That's, that's all I can say. Good on him for going going there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be an interesting sort of twelve months though in the in the Melbourne dressing room, right? Like you'd think as a fellow player or coach, you'd be pretty, you'd be just you'd be looking at him slightly differently, wouldn't you? Oh, hundred percent. I think. Well, I think if you if you objectively look at the decisions that Munster and and Brandon made at the the end of the season, you know, and getting tied up in that that media um, outrage with what they were doing socially. Um, Ballyache sort of hasn't got this. You know, this is you know that you can you can rely on the Slater and the Smith and the Conk on the football field, but you could also rely on them off the field to hold the team together. And he doesn't seem to have that uh, experienced leadership group behind him that can do that. Because um, you know you, you tend to look at us and you lose Kafusi. You, you know the way he spoke about Dale Finnegane. You know Ballyache said, you know, I'd, I'd, if I could ever sign a player, it would be the spike. Well, well, give him the money, mate. You know, if you if you rate him that highly, give him the money, he would have stayed. Um, so you lose him, you lose Kafusa, you lose Smith. I reckon the next bike to, to walk um, possibly could be Munster, and if they lose Munster, mate, then they ain't got a they ain't, they ain't got the side that everyone thinks they have. All right, mate. We know you want to talk about it. We know you want to talk about. It. Just ask me. Just ask me this weekend in the Captain Cook. We gonna get paid. I've had a wee break, and I might save it up for the weekend. Talk me into it, Kempe. Oh, mate, I hope you got on him the last start. He he opened at nines and went out to tens and and shortened up to eights, but one by five lengths. So, oh, uh, look, just had a look. Fellows had a look at the ground. Um, as of yesterday morning, it was a big four. We needed to be at least a soft track um, for our boy to. To really perform, he likes a little bit of giving the ground. But I know there is one bloke that's really happy. Um, possibly could get his first group one after his namesake, Bruce Sharrock, um, who the horse is named after. 
um, the new COO of the racing, New Zealand Racing. Um, he was meant to be down there, actually. I think they had a board meeting or something down there. He was going to go and walk the horse around in the parade. Um, give a bit of colour to it with his red hair. Uh, but, yeah, I, I see it rained a little bit last night. I'm just, wa- I'm just waiting to see if the... Waiting to see if the track softened a little bit. We all know that it, um, it needs a little bit of giving up. But I think, you know, boys, we, we sort of rested it. We took him down to Rickerton and we rested him after that, that big run down there. Um, and we, we possibly could have taken him to the to the Hawke's Bay Carnivals um, and got a group one already because of the, the, the soft tracks that played through that carnival. Um, I thought I'd say in hindsight, we, we did think he's a group one in him. Um, yeah, so hopefully there's a bit of give this weekend and we can get it. Get it on set, but it'd be great to have the, the Captain Cook um, beside beside his name. Oh, sure would. Well, it's overcast here at the moment. As you say, there's a little bit of rain forecast, so you might get just the perfect track for you. Barrier draws coming out. When will that be? I guess later on this afternoon, will it be? So, what are you hoping? Yeah, it doesn't really somewhere, does, Probably does, in midfield. It doesn't really matter, Baz. He's um, a bit of a lazy lazy boy getting out of the gates and takes a while to run up. So, no matter where he draws, he's gonna he's probably going to pull pull um, to the back, of the back of the pack anyway and do what he does and come around him. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, just hope that there's a bit of rain coming next week. Let's just hope to get a bit of wind and pushes it through a little bit earlier. Yeah, well, very quickly, we're going to have to let you go, but just tell us, if you do happen to nab the Captain Cook on Saturday, where are the celebrations? How do we, how do we get a ticket on that train? Oh mate, we'll have to we'll have to go up to its namesake's big big Ponderosa, mate. He's got a he's got a five hundred acre block out of Cunha. Um got the caravan all done up with the lights and stuff like that. So I'll go and go and a bit of um, myself to that party out there with Bruce. Um, I'll probably take him a, a nice big framed picture with him and his boy next to him. So he's got that for the rest of his life if it does one. Beautiful. <laughs> Kemp, you're an absolute I'm champion on. We love you coming on the show, mate You're a favourite with all of our listeners as well We wish you all the best in the weekend With Just Ask Me and the Captain Cook Steaks, mate And look forward to catching up with you soon Maybe Monday When you might yes, be just be. getting over a little a little hangover celebration Yeah, mate Talk to you soon, boys Take care Legend, that is Tony Kemp Absolute champion getting him on the show All Right, we're going to get off to a break We'll be back very soon Heaps more to come here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast yeah, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're one minute away from Trudy and the news. Great to chat to Tony Kemp about Just Ask Me and that Cook Steaks field. It is stacked. Aegon, Bowden, Predefer, Brando. Woo! Good race. For all you punters out there, that's a good field. So good luck. I wish you all the best with all your punting over the weekend. And uh, I'll be thinking of you. I'll be thinking of it. It's a nice stacked wheat field. Anyway, coming up, Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies quiz is up after the news. Call now. 0800 150 811. We're taking caller number 12. So make sure you call. Answer to question number one. Ear. Vandal Holyfield was bitten on the ear by Mike Tyson. So give us a call. 0800 150 811 Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies 1260 bucks 1260 AM is our Christchurch frequency so give us a call we'll be back shortly we're off to track down some McCafe coffees right now here's Trudy with the news for Kubota
Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Save 50% off 300. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ Wednesday, the 1st of December. Happy 1st of the month to wherever you are in the country or even in Australia. I know we got some listeners over the ditch. Hope you're having a good 1st of the month so far. Maybe heading to work, heading to the golf course. Whatever you're doing, have a cracking, fantastic day. Cracking. That's my other word I use all the time, too. Better change that one. Anyway, <laughs> coming up on the show, we got the All Whites. They have been tracking well as of late with three wins on the bounce. So we spoke to Andrew Pragnell. He is the New Zealand football CEO. And if you missed that conversation, make sure you download the app, SEN, and head over to Baz and Izzy for breakfast podcast. He was great. Great to hear from a. A well-sounded, well-rounded leader, leading, doing good things for New Zealand football. As they've gone through some tough times like other organisations around the country, but Andrew seems like he has a, a good head on his shoulders and he's heading in the right direction. And football is actually heading in a solid direction as well at, at a younger level. I think there's uh, great numbers playing the great game of football. So great to chat to Andrew Pragnell. And then we spoke to Tony Kemp. And if you missed that as well, you need to go over to Izzy Baz and Izzy's podcast because he... Gave us his take on the situation that is Brandon Smith. What do you call him? A pork chop? Called him a pork chop in that interview. So <laughs> head over there and uh, have a wee listen to that. Coming up, we're going to talk some Razine cricket uh, with Craig Cummings. He's going to join us and talk about domestic and international cricket that has been happening around the world as we head into the Ashes. The Ashes is coming up very shortly as well. And then the Black Caps are play facing India in Mumbai on Friday. And you can listen to that on SENZ. And the team, Dan McCarty, he is leading the team. Skipper of that little outfit, Jeremy Carney. Great, great side there, Richie and Garth. So, great team leading the way for SENZ. And then we're going to chat to Matt Finn later on the show. He is running non-stop until he gets one million comments on his social media posts, raising awareness for mental health. And we're going to chat to him about 8.40ish this morning. But you... <laughs> you know what time it is. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio frequencies. It's Bezzy's and Izzy's radio frequencies. She walks real slow Slowly. Yes, yes, yes. My One of my favourite parts of the morning. The reason why is we... Want to get you paid? We want to get you paid this week. It's Christchurch, twelve sixty AM is our Christchurch frequency, and we're giving you the chance to win twelve hundred and sixty bucks. Doesn't matter where you live in the country, just give us a call and you'll have a chance to take it away. And like I said, Baz is in a feeling in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Bone Generous. a friend is on on the board. Bone a friend, and we've got him. We've got him. Chiron, good morning. You're up. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Beautiful day down in uh, the Kaipoi region. Um, I'm actually just pulling oh. this out there. Your uh, singing on the intro there just really took me back about that, Daggy. So uh, hopefully we can uh, pull one through. <laughs> oh, listen to the grease. Can you hear yes, that grease, everyone? Brother. That's Chiron just, yes, trying to get, brother. just trying to get a little couple of clues out of Kaipoi. <laughs> Mate, eh? I could, I'm looking out the window, oh. and Kaipoi is really close to my house. I could probably see you, mate. You're just there. Oh, I'm going to do my best to get you paid, brother. He might be able to see Kay? the answers there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. He just might be up. Hey, well, um, if, we, if, we, if we pull it in, um, 
we'll put 260 of it towards the uh, Pack and Save Canterfield for uh, people looking for a bit of food this Christmas. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can pull it off right. today, eh? Bro, that is Come outstanding. On, let's go, Lauren. Lauren. That is outstanding. I can't wait to get you paid and pack and save. Oh, good work, mate. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, hope so. Okay, bud. Good luck. Good luck. You got one phone a friend, and that friend could be either yeah. of us in the studio or Baz. Here we go. Question yeah. number one <laughs> What part of Evander Holyfield's body did Mike Tyson bite during a fight? Uh, that, that'd be his ear. Yeah, that is a zier. That is a zier. Okay. Question number two. In horse racing, the mile is a famous distance. How long is a mile? Oh, I'm going to have to go early on the phone to friend. I'm going to have to get Daz to answer oh. that one for me. Apologies. That's all right. That's okay. Sorry, the mate. mile is 1,600 metres. So there you go. Tick. Ding. There you That's go. All right. That's all right. I might give you another one too. No. <laughs> there you go, 1,600 metres. You might up. be able to be phoned as well. You're up, brother. <laughs> Question number three. Yeah. What sport are you competing in if you're using a wedge? Golf. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, the delay, just, yeah. I was a bit concerned there, Carl. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. really concerned. Holy hecka. <laughs> We're good boys we're good. Oh, Here we go Here we go <laughs> Question number four Which country Did Silver Fern Irene Van Dyke Also play for South Africa Yes oh, Good now. Question number five Who is Joseph Parker's New trainer Uh, the Gypsy King's old man, that would be John Fury. Did you say Andy someone? Oh. oh. Uh, Did you say Andy someone is? Did you hear that? Yeah. It must be the line cutting out on would me. You, yeah. Did yeah, you cut out? Yeah, what was it, that? The, yeah. Phone uh, line just cut out of it. What did you say? Was the earthquakes damage from back in the day? Yeah. What did you say? Yes, uh, was it a- Andy? Andy L- L- <laughs> Brett, um, L- Brett L- L- Andy. <laughs> um, rhymes with yeah, Bruce. Oh. <laughs> no, Bruce, it doesn't Bruce rhyme with uncle. Bruce. Brett. <laughs> rhymes with me. Yeah, sorry, boys. Oh. <laughs> rhymes Carl, with me. Andy, Andy Lee. Oh, Andy Lee. I heard it. Lee. I heard it. Andy Lee. Andy Absolutely. Lee. We had him on last Andy week, Lee. bud. Did you hear that one, Is? Yeah. Sorry, Sam. Andy Lee. Did you hear that one, Is? That's okay. No, I didn't hear it. No. No, Baz. Baz. We're going to have to We're gonna have to say sorry, Kyron. I, I was oh. hoping I wanted to get you paid. I wanted to get you paid because I want to pack and save and families <laughs> that are struggling out there to get paid too and have some food on the table heading into the festive season, mate. Sorry. You're not going home empty-handed, though. You got four right, oh. 12... Dollars sixty times four. Well, I can't do the maths at the top of my head, but you've won something anyway. Fifty dollars forty. Fifty forty. Fifty dollars forty. Okay, well, Here you go. We'll take that down to the TAB this weekend and see what we can do today. 
<laughs> Good man. Good man. Good man. Oh, Chiron. Yeah. Hey, you want to get on race mate. two Thanks today. so much for calling. Race two? Yeah, cheers, Rotorua, boys. race two. Rotorua, race two. See you, Chiron. Uh, yeah, a horse called Habana. Habana, Habana, Habana. <laughs> 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 Good man. Thanks, Chiron. <laughs> Oh, Thanks, good effort from you, Wiz. Eh? Yeah. Gee, we're trying. We're nothing but generous. Eh? Nothing I know. But generous. I know. Yeah, Brett Lee, to... Bruce's uncle. I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. Tony, great oh, race caller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T. Lee down there oh. in, in the Hawke's Bay region. Great race caller. Anyway, it's time for... <laughs> we couldn't give... The whole lot away today, but we still gave away $50.40 on Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies to Chiron down there in Kaipoi. We're going to move right along now to Razine Cricket. And, of course, Razine is New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Time for some cricket, Louis. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Baz and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wednesdays after ATM, that is when we talk cricket, and it is Razine. And today we've got a great cricketing man from, well, he, he's actually from well, the Canterbury region, but he's now deeply rooted in the deep south down there. He's staunch Otago man these days, a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show as well. Craig, Sid coming. Great to talk to you, Cyril. Yeah, morning, boys. Yeah, it's a privilege <laughs> to be on with you guys, actually. And uh, from Timaru Bear, so right on that border of Canterbury and Otago. It took me a few years to see the light, but you're right. I, I made the right decision. And, uh, enjoying you're the evening, although it's a win. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're allowed to change your colours. You're allowed to change your colours at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey uh, Sid mate, it's great to talk to you It's been a while since we caught up But I know you like listening to the show I know you're across all the all things cricket um, Throughout throughout New Zealand And you would have been pretty uh, pretty pleased with that performance the other day Do you see that test match as a stoic uh, draw and, and something we should be proud of Or do you see it as a missed opportunity? No, no, I, I was listening to you guys actually the other day, and, and I know and this is you, Baz, um, talking about the potential win. I, I didn't really think we actually had a chance of winning it, and I thought if we walked away with a draw, that would have been amazing to, to be able to bat in the last day in India, day five, um, to be able to get through that when you only had nine wickets in hand. I, I don't know how often that's happened, especially in those conditions. So um, it's probably the difference between you and me, Baz. You're always fighting for a win, whereas I was always satisfied to walk away with a draw, and probably the reason we didn't win many four-day games when I was captain. So, um, But no, I thought it was great. And it just shows how good this team is. And um, the challenge, good to see Ravindra um, you know, standing up, being put under pressure. And I actually predicted at the start of the day, believe it or not, and I'm not a betting man because I'm too tight to be able to shell out my cash, but um, the, I actually said we'd be nine down at the end of the day's play. Um, so maybe I should have uh, should have let you know on that so you get a couple of dollars on it because I say I'm too tight to spend any of mine, but I'm happy to see other people do theirs. They would have paid good money too. I'm with I you, mate. I'm Craig with you, Craig. Stuff. I've retired from punting. I've retired from punting, <laughs> so I'm on your side, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that, Craig. So thanks very much for joining us, mate. Hey, the great Otago, <laughs> the great Otago Volts bowler Neil Wagner. 
can you see him making an entrance come Friday, mate? And, and you know how vital would he have been in that test match? You seen him made, making a difference in that test match? You see him being part of this next next squad Hendon's Friday? Yeah, I do. I probably. I mean, I, I was really surprised when they didn't pick him, um, just mm. for the fact that even in those conditions, his, his record is so good and. Um, one of the reasons New Zealand hasn't had to play a spinner, uh, even at home, for the last probably five years is because Neil, Wer- Neil Wagner actually does the work in the middle and in the overs where spinners would normally bowl, um, and he's closing in on 300 test wickets. So he, he, he actually performs a role that the spinners would do anyway, and he's very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, you know, when, when Wags plays, there, there's never a soft moment, never a dead time. Um, he supports the other guys brilliantly. So, you know, whether or not they got it right, I mean, hindsight's a great thing. Obviously, Tim Southey was brilliant. Uh, Jamison was brilliant. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe our spinners, you know, I think Macca said the other day, it might have been with Smithy, that, you know, we, if Neil Wagner had to bowl 40, 50 overs in a test match, he's not going to only get one or two wickets. He's going to pick up three, four, maybe five. So, yeah, I'd like to see him play. I think Baz, you'll know better than I am. Mumbai might be a little bit more pace and bounce too, so... Get Neil Wagner in, get a bit of difference, and and maybe just just um, you know just to, I mean I wouldn't want to face him, um, whereas I'd probably happy to face a spinner. So um, that's always a good sort of a thing uh, when it comes to picking your side. Yeah, that's an interesting point uh, point you make as well, um, Sid about uh, about Mumbai because Mumbai traditionally and John Wright had was on our show yesterday and he he knows the conditions very well over there in India, having coached India for a long period of time. And now is a talent scout for the Mumbai Indians in the IPL. He he made mention that the, that the wicket at Mumbai has at Wonkiri there has more bounce in it. Now he also mm. there was also uh, the school of thought that because of how well the New Zealand seamers did in the first Test match, that they expect that the wicket will have not one blade of grass on it. So there could be more <laughs> spin, but with coupled with spin and bounce become some really difficult batting conditions against spinners. Do you see New Zealand changing their side, bringing Neil Wagner in at the expense of a, of a spinner, or do you think that they will look to try and juggle things a little bit differently? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably would have said the role one, or the one of the areas you could do it if you wanted to, was not play Ravindra, but I know he did a really good job, and he helped save the test match, but... In that number seven role, I mean, I think if you're playing a genuine batsman, you're always going to be a bowler light. Um, you know, Ravindra can bowl left arm spin, but you're not going to get a huge amount out. If he's going to bowl some overs, well, then Patel could be easily bowling those overs. Um, you know, we've got to rely on Saudi being fit. Fingers crossed he is, because, gee whiz, uh, his record in the last three to four years is just, it's Richard Hadley like uh, when you look at his numbers. Um, I just need, you just need to find a way, Baz, to play Wags. So whether or not Ravindra plays, whether you replace Somerville and say, well, Somerville could bowl 30 overs in the test match. If things go well, he might get two for 75. Um, I think Wags would do that. And I, I just think he brings an intensity um, to your bowling attack. Um, he can bowl the bounces. And as you know, there's nothing worse than facing a guy bowling bounces when the pitch might be up and down. Because sometimes you duck and it doesn't get up. Sometimes you want to play it and it's not coming on. So the, the different styles, and I just think the intensity that Wags brings you, you, you've got to find a place. We've got to go out to win this test match. Um, you know, we've got a great opportunity now. If we win this one, we're in a, you know, we can't lose the series. So a little bit of your theory, Baz, you know, let's get all in. Let's get on the ship and make sure we go do everything we can. There's no shame in losing um, this test match, but we've got to have an absolute crack at trying to win it. And if we do, then, you know, noses in front in India, that just shows how good the side is. Mm. 
Yeah, I totally agree, mate. For for what it's worth, I would play Neil Wagner as well. Um, and the unlucky man would be Will Somerville. Um, that's mainly because yeah. the captain, Kane Williamson, can also bowl off spin, although he's very reluctant bowler under his own stretch. He's not bowling, Baz. You know also... he's not bowling any. <laughs> <laughs> he's got something like 29 test wickets or something. like. He can bowl if need be. If, it is, if the wicket is turning and bouncing like it, it may do and the seamers can't get it done, then the captain can always bowl himself as well. So that's what I'd do. I'd bring um, yeah. Wagner in yeah. for Somerville, but... Mate, talk to us a little bit about um, about your gig at the moment. You're, you're coaching the Otago women's side, Otago Spark side. How's that going for you? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's been, I took over last year, my first year as sort of a head coach, and, um, you know, it was a really big learning experience for myself. Um, you know, coming, first of all, being a head coach and then um, being involved in, in the women's game. So, you know, we, we went from strength to strength last year. Probably, you know, I learned a lot where we were originally compared to probably where I thought we were, uh, and also, you know, the women's game is different. So, um, it's but it's been outstanding. It's been, you know, the last two years have been, if I even throw out my my cricket career, Baz, it's been um, and it's um, been a real highlight. Um, and uh, we've we've started well this year. I mean, a lot of what we went through last year, we sat down and debriefed at the end of the year, and we we had a really good preseason um, and trying to prepare for. Um, what we're coming up, um, you know, we're, we've we've got some wins on the board, but um, as I tell the girls, success is not defined by the scoreboard all the time. Um, we've got to find out the way we're playing. I'm really keen to understand, make it, make our style of play. Uh, we've got a philosophy we're trying to adhere to, and we we need to understand if we're being successful, why we're being successful, um, so then we can repeat it. And you wouldn't get a better group um, of athletes um, wanting to be open-minded. Um, and, and try and learn as much as they can. Their awareness of the game is very different. Like we grew up and played a lot more than they did. We watch a lot more. So we've got to look at different ways of, of trying to deliver what we're trying to get and the outcomes we're trying to get. But it's been great. And, um, you know, we're, we're working really hard. There's some parts of the game that never change and there are other parts that, that do. But for me, as a coach, I, I'm really I'm trying to be, you know, be really positive um, it's the number one key is getting to know my athletes and, and having a really good relationship with them, working with them and uh, creating a really good environment. Um, our environment's fantastic. The girls care deeply about each other. Um, they play to enjoy themselves, so that's really important that I have that written up on the board and I remind myself of that. And uh, Every day we try and just do things a little bit better and have a heaps of courage to try new things. And as you know, Baz, even when I played, I was probably a God, I had to push myself and get outside my comfort zone when it comes to especially white ball cricket. Um, trying to use those philosophies, win and doubt, step forward, take the positive option. Let's be really proactive. And the team that scores the most runs wins. So where are the gaps and let's try and find them. And if we, we get out trying to do that, we'll happy days. But at least we can train hard and work hard. And um, at the moment, it's going really well. There's been some really positive performances from, from the girls. And as a coach sitting there on, on the sideline, I'm... I'm pretty quiet. I hold a notebook, guys. I don't know what I do in my notebook. Um, the other day I had it and they put me on TV. And <laughs> I had the notebook. I was actually doing my Christmas shopping list because um, as things pop up, I was writing stuff down and I play noughts and, I play noughts and crosses with myself. Hey, but, don't give out um, all the secrets of coaching. <laughs> eh? It's all smoke and mirrors. You've got notebooks, you've got the baseball mitt, but none of it actually is put to use. Don't give out those secrets. Oh, look. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I hate the fact that, that if, you know, the cricketers expect you to throw. I'm like, no, no, you've got to learn to throw to each other. Um, you know, self-sufficiency. Well, go and, go and find out what you need to do to get yourself. Morning, 
I, I did the great one where in the mornings of the games. I don't throw to the, any of the players because I said, I can't go to the nets and throw to you because I've got to spend my time working with the whole team. I've got to be working with everyone. I've got to be available for everyone to come and have a chat the morning of the game. So I just go and get my coffee and sit there and wait for them to come and see me. None of them do. Um, but at least it stops them from <laughs> to throw in the nets because that is the... I don't know how coaches oh, yeah. do it. It's ridiculous. Oh, mate. Well, you are one of those coaches. It sounds like you've taken to like a duck to water because you've got all, you've found all of the right, all the right shortcuts. And it sounds like you've taken a leaf out of Stephen Fleming's coaching book as well. Smoke well, and no, mirrors. Actually, anyway, mate, thanks heaps for joining us. I throw a few of your quotes out there. I throw a few of your quotes out there. It doesn't matter what the plan is. As long as we're all on board, let's go forward. I throw a few of those ones out. <laughs> oh, there you go, Cyril. Hey, here I was thinking no one was listening. Outstanding. <laughs> and I, All right, brother, quickly, we better let you go. Before I leave, could I, I just want to say quickly, yep. um, I, I miss going to the Willows, but Izzy apparently, when Otago boys went up, because I'm director of sport, but Izzy was on the barbecue and the boys said his sausages were terrible. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> that pre-cooked right, can't be a Jeepers. <laughs> All right, you two, you two. Christchurch Knights could sit there and talk for ages. We've got to go pace the bills. Lovely to talk to you, my friend. Thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy. Cyril, there's Craig coming. Absolute champion of a man. We'll get him back on in time as well. But for now, we've got to shoot off and uh, get to a little break. We're going to have Puli Mawati on the other side. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Almost 8.30 here in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard's Hire phone line 0800 150 Well, Targo Sparks, head coach. Craig Cumming loves chatting. We love, we love Sid. Loves chatting, but he questioned Izzy sausage. No one likes his sausage being mm. questioned. Ooh, that's about that one just kicked off on the on the WhatsApp group. But anyway, such is life. We move right along. <laughs> it's coming up. 8.30, we're going to do Paulie Moati on, on the other side with the TAB for now, though. Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Oh, total professional, Trudy. Thank you very much for adding a little bit of professionalism to this broadcast. Anyway, apologies to Kubota before the news. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. That was what I was meant to say, rather than through a cackling of laughter. Right, it's time now for us to introduce Paulie Mawati from the TAB. It's our live update. Of course, TAB, you bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Good morning, Paulie Mawati. Yeah, morning, Bears. Morning, is. Morning, How are you, boy. mate? What do you got for us today? And we asked for a song uh, yesterday, so I hope you come prepared. Oh, yeah. yeah, I might have something for you, but uh, we'll have a look at what's going on around the traps first. Uh, Rotorua today, we've got a $10,000 guaranteed first four on every race from uh, Rotorua and a $25,000 guaranteed late quaddy at Rotorua. And I know Izzy likes the bonus back races, um, so the first two races from Rotorua today are bonus back races, races one and two. First race starts at 12.20. Yeah. he's having a sabbatical, Paulie. Oh, a sabbatical, yeah. Mate. Paulie. But I'm having a wee yeah. look. I'm having a wee look. Just, you know, just because I want to have a wee look. And, um, yeah, it's yeah. a nice wee feel. Yeah, cat. Well, that's good. So Not we've bad. got Louis' tip in the second was number one, Habana, and there's a bonus back on that race, eh? Oh, sounds like it was it was made to be. 
Beautiful. Two dollars ninety. Beautiful. Six dollars seventy on the tape. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, before we got to you, mate, we were sort of we we're in a fit of laughter. I felt so bad. I just couldn't get my words out. I was laughing because Izzy had his sausage question, sausage, sausage cooking skills question. Should I say? Just happened to come out. I wrong. couldn't believe that. Um, but you've got, hey. I I'm couldn't sorry, believe mate. that. I was, totally I, I was slaving over the barbecue for these young kids from Otago Boys High. And uh, what do they look like? That? <laughs> it all went. I ate it. So <laughs> Craig's just having a wee laugh. We dig there. And that's what they do. That's what they do, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you got a, you got a song for us there, Paul? <laughs> Come on, mate. Yeah we'll, see. yeah, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. A little, a little medley from Greece, hopefully. There we go. Espion uh, showdown happened so fast. Espion showdown, the boys are coming last. They back to save the superstar Zaki. Stopped him dead, mate. He was a dollar twenty. Funding school dropouts. Funding school dropouts. Baz is and Herman Watt. Funding school dropouts, funding school dropouts. I think I'll give them one more shot. But if they don't improve and bring the cash, I've got a great idea. We'll call it the Cares and Joe and Trudy Show from February next year. <laughs> oh, outstanding, mate. That was great. Oh, that's good. Wow. Brilliant. Oh. Brilliant. We love it, Paulie Moati. Paul, do you, oh, do you freestyle that, or you've, you've obviously written that, haven't you? Scripted that? I, can, I couldn't freestyle if I tried. No, that, that's the that's <laughs> uh, sort of realm. <laughs> so oh, that was good. great. That was good, man. But nah, we're not going there. Oh, there's only one problem with that. And that's, I think Joe finished at the end of the day after his, <laughs> after his comments <laughs> earlier in the show. <laughs> hey, Joe, do you want to write a reply? No. <laughs> Very good. All right. Thank you, Paulie Mwati. Absolute champion. What a, right, what a legend of a man he is. <laughs> thank you, mate. That's Paulie Mwati really from the TAB. <laughs> Promotions and player hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Plenty to like about the Rotorua meeting today and the TAB's offers. How good is? How good was that? Enjoyed it? I did. I did. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Paul Moati, yeah. You're very the creative. He's got a creative mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it was funny. A little bit witty. Bit witty from Paul Mwari. Maybe we have to write a reply to Baz. If we, me and you got some little duo going, could we get something together? You reckon? What? Uh, do you think you put you on the spot here. taking the lead on that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I reckon you I'd can love come to, on to that hear one, your voice. That's not I'd love great. to hear that voice. I've said before. I think yeah. I am. I think I have no rhythm, no beat. I'm tone deaf, and um, and I can't sing or dance. Outside of that. Fabulous. How's about we just leave that one to you? Is you you come up with something and we'll okay. we'll go back at uh, at Paulie Moati. Righto, coming up at eight thirty seven in the morning. We've got Matt Finn. Come, <laughs> what's that, mate? Tomorrow you got it for tomorrow. I'll bring it. I'll bring it for tomorrow. Okay. Lovely, lovely. Righto, Matt Finn. After the break, back soon.
Yeah, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're 17 minutes away from Smithy doing a sport. He's going to lead us to 12 o'clock, followed by Staffy, then Kirsty and B for the drive show. So good team talking all things sport and just going to cover all the main topics for the day. So, yeah, been a great morning so far. We've had some good guests on, great texts coming through. We'll get to those very, very shortly. But right now it's time to talk some mental health. And mental health is a huge part of our show. We love uh, embracing it, talking about it, bringing it to the forefront and uh, making it a topic that is everyone's comfortable to be able to talk about. And today we love highlighting people doing special things for a good cause on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Nick Gill and his butt butter writing for bowel cancer screening. Matt Woolbank running for suicide awareness too. Well, we have found another. Matt who is putting his body on the line for a cause. Matt Finn. Matt today is going to start running non-stop until one million comments have been reached on a single post to raise money, uh, raise more of public awareness surrounding mental health issues within Aotearoa. And he's on the line right now. Good morning, Matt. Kia ora, guys. How are you going? Good, mate. We're going great on the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast Show. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, tell us, tell us where'd this come from, mate? Where'd this come about? I know I've read a bit on your on your social media page. Tell us how this began, this wee journey that you're about to embark on. Yeah, so um, I was actually playing cricket in the UK and moved there when I was a kid, and yep. and things changed pretty quickly, and I just fell out of love with the game and just didn't want to do it anymore and, and really struggled with my own mental health. Um, it was so wrapped up in my own identity, I didn't really know what to do from there. Um, mm. And I sort of discovered running and realized that I wanted to do it for a cause that was bigger than just the physical act of doing it. Um, so I started to find ways where we could sort of bring awareness to mental health and and sort of do things a bit differently and stay away from that fundraising, fundraising side of things and encourage people to take action in a different way. And there's been a few challenges up until here, and we've, this is how we've, we've dreamed up this one. Mate, like that's it's. I love what you're doing. It's a it's a great initiative, and it's but thousand a million comments, a million comments. Have you thought about potentially how long that could take in the dark places you're potentially going to be taken to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you you try not to think about it, but you kind of have to. Um, yeah, mm. I, and a lot of it is just the time out there. The physical act of running is one thing, but just being awake for that long as well. Um, mm. But no matter what, I'm going to do at least a thousand kilometres. No matter how quickly we make it yeah. there, no matter what happens, at least that distance. Oh my gosh, uh, Matt, it's uh, it's Baz here. Where, where do you start running, and where do you expect you'll finish? So we're starting in Winyard Quarter, and it's just a one-kilometre loop around there, um, which <laughs> people think is a, is a bit scary doing the loop, but it's it's just a thing about fueling and, and safety and, and just being able to zone out and just get a, get into that, get into the work, really. So, look, let's, let's be honest. Um, you, you, if this takes a week, are you going to be awake for a week or are you going to have times to sleep? Like, it's non-stop running, am I right? Like, how does yeah. it all work? So, so we've sort of gone back and forth with Guinness about what the world record for the longest single-stage run is, and they've sort of given me some parameters with that to double it up. So you've got to do at least 100 kilometres a day minimum every day, and 
you're not allowed to stop for more than two hours at a time. So you can get those naps in, but they're not they're not a proper yep. sleep. You know, they're 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 and realistically you're probably only gonna be able to sleep for maybe an hour at a time. Wow. Oh. That is <laughs> Woo. You're on another level, mate. We we really commend you. We really commend you doing what you're doing. I think uh, it's a great initiative, and we love being on the forefront and, and really attacking uh, mental health awareness. It's something that we're really, really proud of, and we love people being vulnerable, mate. Um, where is this post, and, and how can we find it? How can we support it, and how can people get on and 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 comment away? And and can we just comment nonstop so we can help you get to the end? Most definitely. Um, so it's going up the moment I start at 2 p.m. today. It'll be on uh, my Instagram and Facebook, which is just Matt Venn. Yep. And then it'll be on I Am Hope's yep. Instagram and Facebook as well. So any of those, um, it'll, it should be really obvious. And people can comment and I'll, I'll also share it. It's huge. So the more people mm. that actually are able to see it and, and join that conversation, the whole idea is to create a platform where people are able to speak up and have a voice in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice, mate. Love it, love it. So if anyone wants to join you, can they come down and, and run with you yeah, for, a, yeah. for an hour or two yeah. if, they, if they want to? You, you'd love they're, that support? They're, yeah, they're more than welcome. It's um, it's great seeing new faces pop up and meeting people, and it's not like I'm going anywhere anytime soon. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, true that. <laughs> I, I feel this could be... A great journey to follow, mate. On Baz and Izzy, we're going to support you. We're going to chuck it up on, on our social. I'll get on there and comment. So when's the post going up? I've got your Facebook, uh, your Instagram up now. Is the post it's up now going or up, is it as soon as you yeah, start? Yeah, no, it's going up the moment I start. Yeah, 2 p.m. today. Perfect. Okay, 2 p.m. today. It'll be up on Matt Finn's uh, Instagram page. If you can and you're out there, get over. Comment below. He's doing a great initiative raising awareness for mental health issues within our great country. New Zealand Aotearoa. Thank you so much for your time, Matt. And uh, if we can, and you're able to talk in about a week's time, we might get you on, eh? Legend, <laughs> that'd be great. Cheers. Thanks. Awesome. Man. There he is, Matt Finn. Outstanding man. He is whew, running nonstop until he gets a million comments on his social media post. That'll be up today. If you can, go over to Matt Fenn's page, comment below, help him get to his a million comments raising awareness for mental health. It is a big part of today. You know, there's a lot of people out there struggling at the moment, particularly in these times when there's so much uncertainty around the country and the globe. So if you can, please head over to Matt Fenn's page and comment at 2 p.m. today as he starts his journey non-stop running to one million comments. Thanks so much for that, Matt. Oh, you do that, Baz? You're a bit of a runner. You'd be able to... No. I couldn't... A thousand kilometres, roughly. Mm. Absolutely no chance, mate. Oh, mm. I'd, good on him for doing it. Like, what a just absolute champion for... And just the, the sheer sort of size of that task in front of you. He must be nervous right now. It's 2 p.m. Like, there's no real end. There's no real end. And, like, you think a million comments. Yeah, like, someone like Kylie Jenner will get it. You know, someone like that. So... Yeah, like you just—he could just be going for so so long. So we got to support him. We got to get out there and, and comment on his page as much as possible. Because yeah, you'd be going to some dark dark places. But anyway, there's a lot of people out there going to dark places, struggling, and we love what he's about. Matt Finn, we're supporting him here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. If you can, make sure you head over two o'clock on his Instagram page and chuck up a wee comment and show your support as he raises 
awareness for mental health. That was Matt Finn. Anyway, coming up after a wee break, we're going to chat to Smithy for our sleep on it and temper. Um, it'd be great to get his answers and see what he's got coming up on his show. Thank you, Matt Finn. We'll be back shortly. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ.